0: Oh, hey there, hockey fans. Have we got a special surprise for you? It's more in-person interviews. You know, Dan and I are going to be traveling around the country, driving here, driving there, driving everywhere, and then driving back to wherever the heck we're going. We might as well talk to some of the folks who also have to make those drives, and one of the folks who has to make that drive or that flight, maybe, depending on how the flight back goes, we'll get to him in a minute. You just hold on their special secret guest. Because we're about to introduce a man who is no secret to anyone involved in the USPHL community, no secret to anyone maybe even accidentally adjacent to the game of hockey, a man whose legend is so great, the players are convinced that's
1: how he is 24 hours a day. It's Dan K. Dan, welcome to the podcast. At this point, I'm convinced this is how I am 24-7, Lucas. There is no there is no separation between Dan K and Dan Kempchek. It's all the same thing. And you talk about a secret guest. Podcasts do this all the time. They have secret guests, right? They're like, they tease oh, the oh, we're going to tease the guest, But the guest is right there. You've clicked on you Spotify, it iTunes, wherever you are, and it has his name in the podcast title. Yeah, maybe you forgot, though. What if you forgot? Then you should probably get your head checked out because <laughs> that's a very quick amount of time. We've only been on this thing for a minute and a half. But I look to my right and I see a man here. We sit in Massachusetts right now, Boston Ajace. You want to use that word right there. And we look at a guy who, you know, he, he's cut from the same jib as Dan Kaye and Lucas Jones. This is, a, this is a young man coaching a team who's such a young man that he was told in the airport that there's no way he coached the team by TSA, that he must have been a player on the ice. This is a young man who we call a Bond villain, but he's got a heart of gold, Lucas, and this is Tristan Jensen of the Rum River Mallards Roll Rum. The quack attack was back today. Oh, uh, the quack attack was back again, Jack, today. <laughs> Tristan, coach, welcome in. Thanks, you guys, for having me. It's always good to be with you guys. What's going on? What's the vibe right now? You feeling good, right? You got to win. Yeah, yeah. Found a way, right? That's, uh, that's really all good. that matters,
2: right? Just got to go out and find a way. But uh,
1: always good when you uh, get to go into a USPHL event. You talk about finding a way, right? I want to start here with this Rum River Mallards organization. You guys are kind of this this great blue-collar vibe, this, this incredible organization that... You make the game fun for the boys. You're able to kind of build it there in the rum. You've got this incredible home base. You've got fans coming in to watch the games. Can you kind of introduce the listeners here that maybe haven't made it out to Isanti? What is Rum River? What are the Rum River Mallards? What is it? What is the whole experience you're expecting out there? So, uh, you know, we're the Rum River
2: Mallards, but uh, we're located in Isanti, Minnesota. Awesome little town, about 5,000 people. Yeah. Um, you know, I know I might start a fight with Mr. Orlando, but I say we have the best fans of the USPHL. Um, you know, we, it's it's really cool for our guys when you come out and you play at Rum River, you know, you're, you're the team. You're the NHL team. The kids look up to you. They stay, watch your games. They get a chance to do a lot of community service within the community. Um, it's kind of like an everybody knows, everybody feel. Um, it really goes back to the true um, root of like that old school junior hockey, right? You're playing in a town. Small little town. You're taking that 12-hour bus ride. Luckily, we have 45 minutes. We get to go down and play, you know, the Moose and the Blue Ox (laughs) and those guys. Um, You know, but the community is – I couldn't be uh, happier to be in a community that supports our players, um, albeit, you know, our, our, our organization as a whole, maybe not me sometimes, I think I make them upset of once in a while, but, uh, you know, um, to just full-on support our players so when they walk in the door, they feel like pros, um, yeah. you know, and that's even before we get into the hockey side of it. I mean, our facilities, um, you know, our new rink manager is Cal Miska. He's a, you know, an ex-pro player, does uh, power skating skill development. To have that just in-house alone. As your arena manager, who's there twenty four seven, whether to be somebody to learn from on ice or off ice, is huge. Yeah, you know. But with that being said, we have the gym in the room. We have a private locker room, private offices, uh, equipment room, shooting room, skate treadmill, players lounge. They have everything in house. So when you walk in at you know six thirty in the morning when we start our day, you can be there till eight o'clock at night, and, and you're going to have success, right? Yeah, that's it's incredibly
0: important, right? It's that kind of that professional vibe. Right? It, it triples down. It certainly does create a, a bit of a winning environment. And, and you, guys, you guys have talked a lot about culture, right? And it starts there and it moves its way onto the ice. How important is the culture that, that you guys have created? I know it's, it's come into this, this Roll-Rom vibe. It's the river jerseys, those alternate black jerseys. How important is that?
2: It's huge. I mean, I, I know for me, like, you know, I am a younger guy, right? I, you know, I'm 25 years old. Uh, running a junior program It's my third season here um the one thing that I've learned through it all is everybody's gonna doubt you right they if you don't give them a reason to scare to fear you playing you right on ice then they're not gonna be scared right they're gonna think that they can go out and 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 dominate on ice dominate physically uh, physically on the shot uh you know the shot uh chart all of that jazz so for us, it's carrying ourselves with a little bit of, yeah, we're going to be professionals, right? It's not a it's not an arrogance, a cockiness where, you know, you look at that person and you say, what is this person doing, right? It's a, we're confident in who we are. We know who we are. And uh, I, every single day that we step into the arena, we feel like we have the chance to win hockey games, uh, to advance players to the next level. And we're going to do it better than anyone else. And that's just the attitude when you... When you get to the rink, right? When you're at home, you know whether you want to have McDonald's or some pasta, right? I want to be the best. I believe that I am the best, and and from that belief, you're going to get the most out of yourself.
1: Yeah, and you look at this Rum River side; the jerseys are fire, right? What you guys have put together. Shout out Dangle Sauce, by the way, best supplier in the country. Dangle Sauce, tearing it up, man! It's absolutely beautiful beauties of Unis, and you look at some of the guys you put in this roster this year, like Easton Parnell, and a guy we saw a lot of the last two days. Cooper Brodzinski. This young man's got some great lineage behind him when it comes to the family in the game of hockey. Talk about Brod, man. Brodzinski. Who should be looking at him? Who should be watching this kid play? Just how good is Cooper? If you have a Division 3 school or an NCDC team
2: or an NA team or whatever it might be, yep. you should be calling this kid. <laughs> I I still cannot believe he's on my roster. That's how good he is. Um whether that's off the ice, you know, being a leader, how he how he commands the room. Um, you know, and that's a huge thing for a coaching staff to have a captain that's going to command the room for you. Um, or on ice. I mean, you saw him take over, right? Uh, we go out quick. He scores on his first two shots. Yep. You know, that's, that's how simple he can take over a game and then it opens up the ice for guys like Jared Petty, you know, number 17 on our team. The kid leads our team in points currently. Yep. You know, number 17. And people would say, well, why is it not Brodzinski? When you were the guy, right, you put four players on the guy. Yep. But you forget about Jared Petty, who scored our game winner this
1: afternoon. Yeah, you saw Brodzinski. Brodzinski was on the ice for every single goal scored in today's game. A 4-3 victory over Lake Erie. Had three of them. Had two of them, sorry, an assist, and then was on the ice for the next. Skating into the zone, and you saw eyes on him. And Petty gets left alone. Puck comes free in front of the net. He jams it home. So you look at this this young man in Brodzinski, and my favorite thing – that I want to point out to the folks at home. I always like to kind of jump in, dead break the break the third wall here, or the fourth wall. Third wall, if I broke the third wall, we would only have three walls. Now, I'm going to break the fourth wall. Thank- Lucas, by the way, in an audio podcast does a great job of hand signaling to me when I'm being an idiot and not letting the folks at home know, but I'll let you in on it right now. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to help you out. I'm I mean, trying to elevate you as a product. Don't elevate me as a product. I'm not a product. Okay, <laughs> I'm not a ham. I'm not. A, I'm not. A, maybe I am. You are maybe a I'm bit of a ham. Kind <laughs> of a bit of a ham. That's actually perfect. But yes. But no. You look at it and you want a coach and, and you want an organization, right? When we look at this game of hockey, when we look at junior hockey, when we look at at tier three hockey, tier two hockey, as we work up the ranks, you want a coach who wants the best for you, right? And the best for you is playing good hockey, being seen by scouts, and being able to move cradle to college, we call it, right? To the next level of the game. And for Coach Jensen to have a guy who's going to sit here and say, I don't know how he's playing for me. He's he's not self-effacing. He's not tearing down what he's doing. He's not tearing down the river. He's talking about how good this young man is, and he's doing it for the right reasons. You need a coach that you can trust. And, Coach, I want to turn to, you know, Some people can look at ageism in the world of sports at times, right? Whether you you look at it and you say, you know, years are years. And you'll never, you're wise beyond your years in the game of sports. And they stay away from a lot of these young hires. But in in recent years, you're starting to see more Tristan Jensen's. You're starting to see more Dan Kaye and Lucas Jones as these young guys coming into the works. 25 years of age, you get into coaching, you get behind the bench. How do you use that to your advantage, understanding So nearby, just what this game was like for you when you went through the ranks. Well, I I think it's important, number one, the connection to the players, you
2: know, um, just as it can be a detriment sometime, right? You know, um, it it, it can be an asset of understanding, you know, we we take something that we take really serious with with my team is like mental health, right? You know, it's one of those things of, hey, you see a guy's off, you're expanding on what could possibly be the issue to get it fixed, addressed in the right way. So not only they get, you know, our big thing that we say is we're going to develop hockey players and we're going to develop young men. We want them to leave here and be better prepared for when they do get into the working world. Because the reality is most of these guys aren't gonna, are not going to play professional hockey. And if they are, they're going to have to work a job on the side, right? You're going to have to go to school and get a degree or go wake up and, and be, you know, that average Joe working on the, uh, the industrial line, right? So to help that, right, that's a huge thing in understanding those things. Um, somebody who's been in a locker room and seeing, hey, okay, I see my teammate is struggling with something. Um, how can I pick him up? I bring that to the coaching side. And then the other thing is like we have big, we have two big sayings at the at Rum River. So you know the first one is go to war, which is go to work, achieve, repeat. And the second one is owie. outwork everybody. I like that. That's the difference here and and being young and and that's for if there's anybody's out there that's young, you have to outwork everybody. Times a thousand, right? Yeah, there is a reason, you know, that uh, I, I'm everywhere, right? We we see it, we run into each other way uh, way, <laughs> way too, too much, much, it seems <laughs> like, right? But I enjoy it, I like it. <laughs> no, and that's and that's because you know you got to come to the rink and you got to find a way to make it work. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look at our roster construction and, and it kind of bleeds back to like even like the Brodzinski's and the Petties, we have sixteen O threes or younger on this roster. Wow. We're gonna return twenty guys, yeah. right? But. It's because we're going to take the time to develop those players, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the, you look at a lot of players uh, on our roster. They played someplace else. And then they were traded or released, and we've, we they found a home And remember, It's that last mm-hmm. chance you, right? Mm-hmm. Let's take the time. Let's develop you. Jared Petty had four points last year. Four points in 30 games. Crazy. And now, he plays the game. I don't. Yeah, yeah. Right? But we're going to put that time into that individual, right, to help them get the most out of their game, give them the confidence of, hey, you're not a four point player. Yep. he just got to play. You know, you look up another roster, there's very, I think every single player on our team outside of maybe one uh, has a
1: point, right? We see guys all over the place in the game of hockey, especially at this level, who maybe it just wasn't the right line they were with. Maybe it wasn't the right D partner. Maybe it just wasn't the right place to be between the pipes. Maybe they weren't getting enough time. Maybe they're getting too much time on ice, right? And they get into the right situation, the right concoction. We look at it just recently Brennan Ash. So, Brennan Ash was a. A defenseman forward mix-up for the Utica Junior Comets, right? Comes up through, and originally with the Syracuse Stars of the 18U. They become the Utica Junior Comets. Plays in the Elite. Plays in the Premier. Finishes off his career at the Premier. Separates his shoulder, right? And this young man, never a point getter. Never a guy who you'd look at and say, this is a pro hockey player. Starts skating. He's trying to become a police officer. Skating just to stay in shape. And he's he's up there, and he's with the Watertown Wolves of the Fed. And, and he starts working out. Coach sees this young man working out, and he goes, where have you been? I need a tough guy like this. I need someone who can lead the league in penalty game's minutes. It's crazy how it goes. And this young man's now playing in the Fed. His first game, he steps on the ice, he scores a goal, the game winner. I love it. And this guy goes from Utica, right, and, and a place where the success, right, you're, you're trying to mark, work up to the NCDC level. You're trying to put points in at the Premier level. And this young man goes directly from the Premier to pro hockey. scores a game winner. Sometimes there's no right route. There's there's no right way up the tree or down it, right? That's it's, it's Oh no, and there, to-
2: and there and there's, you know, I think nowadays where where I think the young guys it's a little bit different because we see it. There's always going to be people out there that are going to tell you, well, if you do this, this and this, you're going to go here, and if you do this, this and this, you're going to go there. You know, I was I was fortunate enough to be a, a pretty decent hockey player when I played. I had the option to go play division 3. Mm-hmm. But now you're going to go into what are your grades like? Are you doing the right things in school to get that scholarship money, right? Yep. Most schools you're not getting an athletic scholarship to go there. I decided to go the ACHA route. Yep. I enjoyed my my time there, had opportunities aplenty, um, you know, to go and play, you know, overseas, um, and things of that nature. Um, you know, or play in a league like the Fed. Like there's there's different routes for everybody. And that's sometimes where you see a lot of it, you know, and I we see it on our own roster have certain guys, they've been—I I like to say—it's almost like they've been programmed. Well, if I play junior this year, then I need to play tier two next year, and then hopefully I'll get a couple of games at tier one, and then I'll, and then I'll get my D one commitment, and I'll go here and I'll play here for three years, and hopefully I'm drafted my junior year. No, every story is different. It's very far and few between that people follow that cookie cutter motto, right? They, they, when you go to the NBC Sports, right, you watch the you watch TNT with Pulpis and that, right, and they're talking about Connor McDade. Those are far and few between, where it's clear cut. Mm-hmm. They're going to go, 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 go. But then you start looking at guys, okay, where you know, Leon Dreisler. Was he highly t- touted like a McDavid, right? No. He took a different route. You know, Kyle Connor. I had the pleasure of growing up with Kyle. Kyle took a different route on how mm-hmm. he ended up and went here and went there. You know, was he supposed to be the guy, uh, you know, a big guy with the Oilers?
1: Not necessarily.
0: Yeah. And did I, I, did I think you the know, young man we just interviewed before yep, I jumped to
1: off, Drew O'Connor with the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. Okay, this young man, we go to interview him. Penguins were nice enough to get us into the room with him, sit down, have a chat with him as well, and that that interview will be dropping soon. And we talk with him a little bit, and I look, you you go to to his, his profile, right, his recruiting profile, and you walk through it, you walk through the statistics, and you see stop, different stop, different stop, different stop, not getting playing time, not enough games played. And we asked him about it. He said, "You know, I had some bad years, and I just, it just wasn't sticking anywhere I went. I didn't stick. And that guy's playing for the Penguins today, and he's got Sidney Crosby waiting behind him for the next interview as we talk to him. And and, and there's no right route. There's no right way to do it. Lucas. But you you hit
2: the nail on the head. And I don't mean to cut you off there. You hit it right at the you head. cut right? it off,
1: Lucas. This is, yes, no, this is. <laughs> no. But you think
2: about it. Right. You look at an NHL player. Yeah. Is their career decided in one bad year? And I'm doing air quotes for the people at home. <laughs> So, what does that mean if you're playing? What's the difference between somebody who's 17, who more than likely will have to go through that at some point, comparison to a professional, we forget they're professional hockey players. They do this for a living. This is all they do. Yep. A lot of kids playing juniors, they're working a job on the side. They're going to school. There's a lot of different things that go into it. So, you had a bad year. Or, hey, the first 10 games are not going the way you want them to go. Doesn't mean your hockey career is over. You know, but we see a lot of it today. You see a lot of guys that press, right? A lot of really good, uh, really skilled players. We've seen it this weekend. Some very skilled players put so much pressure on themselves. because Oh, there's a scout in the stands. Yep. Why didn't the scout talk to me? Yep. I don't know how many times the scouts say it. Dude, I talked to 50 guys today. I, I'll, Here's me. Give me his number. I'll give him a call Tuesday, right? Yeah. And it's very simple. But that that cookie cutter model, right, gets pushed sometimes with players. And then that's all they think about. They don't think about enjoy the moment. mm mm-hmm. You know? Yep. Enjoy the the room that you're in. Enjoy the game. Go out and just play. When you go out and play, you're gonna have a lot of success. You see that with a lot of teams, right? Yep. Like I I so I trade with Q and skated with Q a ton. Randy was my goalie coach for a lot of years with the Metro Jets. It's one thing it's one thing you see with Q. His guys just go out and play. They yep. go out and have fun, right? And they're what, nineteen and one? Yeah. You know
1: and they're yeah. incredible. Twenty yeah. and one now. Twenty and one. Yeah. Twenty and one, yeah. one now. Jeez, ridiculous. ridiculous. They just they won. <laughs> We're just, coming cute. We're just coming. now doing a podcast. They've won a game. It's just like they keep winning games, and now they're heading back home, probably to win a game on the way back <laughs> home. <laughs> but I,
0: I think it's it's such a good point because I think that's the confluence of two ideas that you talked about. It's the the focus that you have with the guys on mental health and making sure that they're okay <laughs> mentally. And then the idea of there is a lot of pressure from external sources that works its way down into these players that they feel like they have to get this one thing right. And if they don't get this one thing right, it's all over. And that's so detrimental to them because I, I come at this from a slightly different angle but related in the education field. So after college, I, I immediately moved into high school teacher for a few years. Now I, I tutor and most recently college advisor. So I am in this fight from the education side, and it's the exact same thing over there. They feel like if they don't get the magic number on the SAT – by the way, no one's been able ever to tell me what that magic number is. It's just in their head, right? There's no magic point spread that a hockey player has. They think there's one, but it's never the same, right? They they can never agree what that is, but somehow that idea is in their head. And, it's, and 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 what guys, I think, forget is
2: – and this is why I love these con- – this is just a conversation, right? For sure. And sitting and sharing ideas and things of that nature of yeah. – just like how I ended up at this coaching position, right? I met my owner at a graduation party. I had a chance to go and help out with Rum River. I wanted to get into scouting while I was in college. I had a good conversation with him and didn't end up working out with that coach. And they called me. All of a sudden, I'm there. It's just timing. Mm-hmm. It's just being in the right place at the right time. It's just something happening where they see you. I mean, you look at number 15 on our team, Noah Heiderscheid, right? You, you see all the highlights he has, all the different things. His dad fixed the roof at our arena, And in exchange for some ice and we just – his skate bumped up to ours and I said, well, why don't you just practice with us? And so we got this kid who's a point of game right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right place, right time, right guy saw you and you got that opportunity. And sometimes, you know, the reality is is there's going to be times that those situations may never happen. But it doesn't mean you weren't a good hockey player. It doesn't mean that there's not some place out there. And that's where now it goes into the organization and the coach to help get those right people at the right times – to see those, to see those players, you know, but it is overall indicative of the attitude that we see today, right? It's advancement, advancement. It's, it's got to be. I got to go here. I got to do this. I got to have this.
1: It takes time, and sometimes it takes a bit of luck, believe it or not, right? It's, it's the business, right? And and when you in junior hockey, we we get so stuck in youth hockey and all of it. These quarter poles that don't exist, right? We're running a race against nobody. And what we have to stop looking at junior hockey, youth hockey-like, is a race. It's not a race to the end, okay? It's like a game of golf. If I go out in the golf course, I can press as hard as I want to try to beat Tristan or Lucas. But if I'm not hitting the ball right that day, the harder I grip the club, it's only getting worse. You only the, beat me by five strokes instead of ten minutes. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and you look at it and you say to yourself, we have to get out of this race mentality of if I'm not the first to a commitment – there's a problem. If my right winger, I'm on the left side of my right winger, he's got a commitment, my centerman's getting calls, and I'm not there yet, take that deep breath. Drew O'Connor didn't have his opportunity until he was 20 years old in his age-out season playing with the Boston Junior Bruins in the inaugural season of the NCDC, and three years later, he is playing for the Pittsburgh Penguins and had a four-point week. So you, there is no right answer. If you told Drew O'Connor, if you asked Drew O'Connor, I guarantee you, and we asked him four years ago, what did he think was going on with his career? He thought it was over. He thought he wasn't going to play Division I hockey in the NCAA. Not just professional hockey. Not just with the Pittsburgh Penguins. He thought he couldn't play Division I hockey. This is how crazy this industry can be. A lot of people make a lot of money on promises, right? And what we need to remember is we can get promised a lot of things. We can make a lot of promises, but we do have to look at who we're speaking with and how they're speaking to us. And Tristan, you're saying the right things. And, and I know it's important to you because you went through it. You played it. Oh, it's huge. I mean, and that's like, you know, for me at
2: the young age, kind of tied in a bow of background. I'm 25 years old. Yeah, I got my German Shepherd puppy at home. I got a wife. I don't have kids. This is my family. You know, I'm originally from Michigan. My family's in Michigan. My team's my family, Right. So, like, it's the beauty of the USPHL, definitely in our division. Every team makes the playoffs. Yeah. Am I going to be totally upset if we win every game or lose every game? No, it's about the development, mm-hmm. right? If if you can walk into my room and we we redid our locker room this year, you know, I didn't put any of the quotes up. I did a wall of advancement. So, when my hallway, when you walk out, when you guys come because we're going to win the Holiday Follow Challenge, <laughs> hashtag Holiday Follow Challenge. Vote, Rum River fans. Vote. Vote. Rum River Mallards. Even if you just hear this podcast, it'll be a lot of fun if you want to come out. You can prove that you voted for us. We'll give you free tickets to that game. Anyway, um, you know, you walk into that room, you see the different names that have gone. You know, you look at a guy like Derek Backley. You guys saw Derek Backley, our captain from yep. last year, all time leader, leader in points and and assists, and all these different things. He didn't get his commitment until July, which is nuts, right? Yeah, yeah. But he found a place where he wanted to be. Scotty Moyer the year before came and played for us. Felt so pressured that he had to commit right away to Bethel, Division Three instead of playing an age-out year, which is what he wanted to do. Yeah, um, Went to Bethel for a year. Ended up, hey, this isn't the right fit. He's at Hamlin now playing for for Shane Wagner. I mean, they, we have our assistant coach, Dan Seibel, his son, and he, his son played in the league that we shall not name. <laughs> but this is a kid that bounced around, didn't have more than maybe five starts. Yeah. He finally gets the keys to the car. He drove that thing all the way to Niagara for a full ride, you know? It's never, the stories are never the same with how guys go, right? And and once they once players, you know, and that's kind of what we preach here is like, it'll all come together. Trust me, you have people in your, in our organization that are going to help get you to the next level. I mean, there's guys, there's guys in our division that do it, create, you know, Jonathan. Yeah. These guys work their tails off, but Mm. it's because we're going to go ahead and do the right things to help you. Right. And then you have to trust in that process. You have to look and say, Hey, it isn't cookie cutter. And once you understand that. All of a sudden, that switch goes off. You're playing free. You're playing loose. You're going to see a lot more success. I mean, John Jonasson also
1: steals the moon, too, as well. I mean, it's pretty incredible But Luke is going <laughs> hey, hey,
2: hey, who's behind it all? Let's be
1: honest. That is you, yeah, the Bond villain. I'm That's just it.
0: saying, I, if I'm
1: the Bond <laughs> villain, I'm orchestrating the moon.
0: I did get a very different story from, from Coach Jonasson when I was down there. On the, It's
1: Jonasson, gentlemen. It's Jonasson. I always coach. I have been, I, I'm sorry, I have, John. I have been corrected on this before. That's not true. by we Coach Jonathan either. I, I told him to see. his face, Jonathan six times in a row. you figured out? Blanchy,
2: his assistant coach, how do you say his last name? I call we him Blanche because I, I hate him. I don't know how to Stay pronounce, pronounce it. <laughs> I think it's Blanchette. It's Blanchette. I play him in a month. so it's like Kate Blanchett. It's Blanchetti. Yeah, yeah. Let's start the rivalry going. Blanchett or cheese.
1: But Lucas, you had something there. I, we, I like that Tristan and I, though, both are on the same page. of just cutting you off I'm every sorry, time you have a No, that's fine. This is cause... good. Don't apologize. That, this is the no. Dan K show. It's not, don't let him get too but big see, for his Tristan riches.
0: understands that as the one who owns the master recording, oh, no. I can technically cut off whoever I want. He's
2: going <laughs> to edit it for me to say something just oh, like real bad. And then it's I'm going to
1: get, yeah. I love Lucas Jones. <laughs> that was edited in there. I didn't say 45 it. minutes of just that.
0: <laughs> uh, no one would want to listen to that. I always joke that if, if, if the Dan K show or the Lucas J show and I was in charge of talking the most, it'd be like a BBC special on hockey rather than the actual entertaining show. I'd that listen is. to that though. But you have to do the English accent the entire time. Oh well, I.
1: We, Which one, Lucas, the little <laughs> one?
2: Hello, it's me, Lucas Jones here on
1: the mic. That's what I that's sound my like. Lucas Jones. That's just... what he sounds like every time he talks. Like, Dad, you're a little bit loud on the microphone. Can you bring it down a bit? I'm a little hockey broadcaster, and I just need you to calm cool me down a little bit. This is what I. This is what
2: I deal with. You need one of those like little since...
0: tie-off bows with the white shirt and the hat <laughs> and the lollipop. <laughs> this is since since middle school. He used. You, you know, he's he's a, quick as you guys go back that far, middle yeah. school, really? Yeah, seventh grade. He got into A P history with me and do you wanna know what he was responsible for? Wait, Dan got into A P history. He yeah, did. No, it was a sorry, I have been on I've it been on a Lucas
2: so I gotta it no, a so I gotta, gotta, gotta dish. So
0: Dan as as you know Dan is incredibly smart, but not quite
1: in the book smart in high school, right? It kind of came I, I around book later. I was smart. I just didn't want I'm to be. i the same way. Right. I, was, I didn't have to stick to it a bit. For the young players at home, I want to remind you, don't do as I say, not as I do. In this in this upcoming story, <laughs> do not. <laughs> so the two things that Dan used
0: to do was, you know, the one thing we always advertise not to do is is to maybe copy once or twice off of off of his friend Lucas, yes. who he sits just behind because of the last name proximity of Jones and Kempchek. And then in other times, what he would do is he would stand up and with the help of someone else in the class, uh, sometimes turn my desk around in the middle of a, of a lecture and then say, raise his hand and go, teacher, Lucas's desk is turned around. <laughs> He's not even I, listening to you. I man. cannot learn in an environment such as this. <laughs> uh, this would be after he copied the homework, by the way. Uh, we we'll would just spin it around. But uh, yeah, so, so this, this goes back as far as middle school. And yet we're still here talking about hockey. And it's because I think... Over the years, we've found that we have a similar passion. Dan, you know, it comes from the experience that, and
1: he can tell the story about his journey through collegiate athletics. Oh, we've got the boys coming here from the Carolina Junior Canes right now. They're live on the audio podcast, the Dan K show. This is what it's like when you take the audio podcast in coach St. Jocks, by the way, one of the best actors in the game, Coach Gaylord here. This is a guy who's got a face for like the the, the next Hallmark movie. Yeah, for this guy. Yeah. This guy should be a love interest in a Hallmark movie. I mean, but speaking on them, like just respect and respect of the organizations, yeah. their media is unbelievable. Oh, incredible. It's They're TikToks. I I I love it. And then they rock the Storm Surge jerseys. I mean, this Carolina team, you talk about the Premier side right now. I'm glad I didn't first have the place. Play them. Yeah. Oh my god, they're a monster. <laughs> you talk about about the elite side they're doing it at both ends here in the southeast they're a dangerous team to deal with Yeah, i wouldn't i i know when you watch
2: it right they it's it's so cool like unlike other leagues right the usphl he's a, now he just made he's got it. autographs now he's made ready to go too oh my, he's got a, game a dream go. come true but it's <laughs> yeah. so cool like right you're sitting here we're sitting doing a podcast with a team from minnesota and there goes a team from carolina walking through like yeah. mm-hmm. there, there's not many leagues that have that you got i mean you got ogden standing outside you know right outside the door it's just it's so cool that you get to see all these different teams from all these different places across the country
1: yeah and the weirdest thing for us is like We walk into a rink in Chicago, and you start hearing D.K., Lucas, and they start chirping us about things we talk about in the audio podcast or things we talk about. Or we walk into a rink in Utah. You walk into a place in Florida, and you realize that the expanse of just what's going on here, and and, uh, we drop back to the athlete at home listening, the parents at home listening. And remember, this is a big world we live in in the hockey world, right? There are a lot of teams, a lot of players, a lot of leagues, a lot of it all. And there are only so many spots when it comes to college hockey, when it comes to the NCAA, the ACHA, wherever you end up, the professional ranks. It's not a race. Take your time. Go through the process. And if you need help, you can reach out here. It's dancasho.com. Contact us there. If you can use assistance. You know who edits our videos? If you want a player reel from the Dan K Show, you know who edits it? Yeah. Stanley Cup champion, Christoph Holywell Really? No yeah. joke. So if you want your player <laughs> reel... If a player wants a real made, a Dan okay. show player reel, it goes to Christoph Oliwa, who then, we have him solely to keep me safe. You guys but, are honestly like the hockey
2: version
0: of the shadow government,
1: right? That's what
0: we are. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> You're like, yeah, we have this guy doing this, and that guy doing that. You're like, wait a minute, what? He he came up to us. We, we met him working through a team at a USPHL event, and yeah. and he talks to Dan about you know a couple of things, and then... He finds out I do some of the camera work and, and he and I we, we don't even talk about hockey, we just talk about cameras and audio equipment. He is he is huge into the whole technical back backside of things. He actually made fun of our setup. The reason why we're so professional now, we went to a hockey event and, and he goes, Lucas, what what is this? Why do you have so many wires? And then something breaks. And he goes, Oh, it's broken? What are you going to do to fix? <laughs> And I hope this, uh, Christoph, are getting, getting. is done and you're, with love. And you
1: are chirping <laughs> with the accent right now. Six-foot-six-inch tall, 18-pack halving, <laughs> Christoph Oliwa, who took on everybody toe-to-toe, including Donald Brashear back in the day, with no worries, no trepidations, and no, Lucas, I'm, the confidence. I'm <laughs> I'm just don't,
0: don't say his name three times, I feel like he'll, yeah, like, he'll, he'll just pop up on the I'm going to a Devils game on Wednesday. I hope he's not also <laughs> going. He might, he might find me there. Well, but, no, I,
1: we we get to this, Lucas. Do you have one more there before we
0: close? Well, it. Yeah, I mean, I think I think you you talked about like kind of putting a bow on it, and I feel like one of the things that has brought us all together, the more that you know we've gotten to know you and, and we've worked in this thing, and it's something Dan and I are really passionate about, is that idea of breaking the cookie cutter mold, oh. right? Because it's it's one thing to say well we're not going to use the cookie cutter, but then it still exists. We have to break that mold. We have to make it unusable by people because if people are trying to sell you on this idea of there's one way to get it done, you should look at what those people are actually trying to sell you because I can tell you from the academic side, you've already told us on the hockey side, there are a multitude of paths for everybody and our job is to find those paths, help them find those paths, whatever they might be, whatever works, that's why we're proponents of the ACHA, D1 through D3, all across the board, whatever fits best for the player. Why go to a school and sit on the bench, be a healthy scratch all season and not get a major that you want when you could go get a big school experience, go get the major you want, play a bunch of hockey in front of that that UK crowd that we always talk about, right? I think that's the, the most important thing. No, and that's, I
2: mean, and speaking of... UK. I'm going to shout out Saginaw Valley because if you guys have been to Kentucky, yeah, playing ACHA, you got to get up to Saginaw. It's Ooh. ten times better than Kentucky. Can't, oh, we don't go
1: after the program. I'm sorry, I'm so, they wouldn't play us when I was there. They wouldn't play us. Really? No, nope, they did. We, we tried gosh, to go down there. Was Timmy behind the bench still? I have no idea who was coaching. It might have been someone point. different because Tim Pergrams come in and turned the program back around. So back in the '80s and '90s, this was like the talk of the town in, the, in Kentucky. So this was before hockey hit its renaissance period. People fell in love. I don't know if you ever saw Ashley Judd went to University of Kentucky. She was on their calendar, and it became famous nationwide. And they started getting, like, Sports Illustrated swimsuit models would come to be on the calendar each year for them. And then everything fell off. They kind of lost it for years, for about a decade. They come back into play. Tim Pergram, Clay Pergram have brought it back. They're putting 2,500 in the seats on on homecoming night with Dan and Lucas on the call. See, I that, that
2: 2,500 is great.
1: How about 800? Low
2: roof, pep band. Oh yeah. There, nine oh, o'clock yeah. puck drop. And you're playing central Michigan, you're playing Northwood. This place there's no Grand Valley State. That's one of the most underrated rivalries in I would say college hockey as a whole is G V S U, Grand Valley State, Saginaw Valley State. I you like go up it. to one of those games, tell you right
1: now, and that's where it comes full circle you guys too. Ganglesau, S V S U. It was was all around. Hold on, we had a guest appearance (laughs) by Coach Gaylord and Coach St. John's here. We we literally come in between periods to sit on the couches because – that's what we do. <laughs> you want well, the couch? No, to no, no, no. Hang no, out no, with us. You're more than welcome to. I'm very busy. I got things out. to do. I you know, <laughs> got a lot of things going on. You don't want me to sit next to you. If right the now. Carolina Junior Hurricanes drop this game today, it's on us, and this is the problem. <laughs> that might be. And it's a hundred dollar <laughs> fine. I just told those guys in that. It's a hundred dollar fine goes to the coaches fund. You're more than welcome <laughs> to find us. We will put it into the jar. We we carry it around with us everywhere we go. And but I'll tell you what. This Carolina Junior Canes team, we talked about it a little bit on this podcast. You're listening to Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcast. Stellar work, gentlemen. This team Thank looks you. good right now. Tops in the Premier in the Southeast Division. Keep winning games. It's a battle. It is a battle. Hey, good luck out there, gentlemen. Thanks for all that you do. You know, whatever, guys. I'm <laughs> <laughs> <That's> very enthusiastic. It's <laughs> a very enthusiastic. Thanks for whatever it is you do. Thanks, gentlemen. Tristan, as we go to close this thing out here, okay. I always ask this question to everybody. Your organization, the Rum River Mallards, why come play for Rum River? Why do I make that my next choice in my junior hockey career, and why do I hit?
2: I think the important thing to look at here, it's that word, again, that keeps popping up, development, right? Uh, you, you develop a young man, you develop a hockey player. It's all one. It's in unison, right? Yeah. Um, we talk about, you know, yes, the teams that are going to get the most face time, the teams that win games, right? They win championships. But you see plenty of, and there's, what, 200 Tier 3 junior hockey programs around the country at this point? Yeah. There's probably 60 to 70 Tier 2. You have your 30 Tier 1. Are you you in it? Will it make you feel good to win a ring? Sure. Yeah, that's great. Everybody wants to win. Of course. But who's going to learn? Yeah. That's the real thing. It's one thing to win because everything's easy when you win. Everything's easy when you have just a ton of talent, right? And it's overflowing with talent. What kind of player are you when you battle adversity, right? When you're stuck in a situation where the learning is more important than the winning, you know? And that's kind of what we are. Like, yeah, we're building a roster. We're taking time, right? We're, mm-hmm. we're going through, you know, you have guys like Cooper Brodzinski that are here, and they have to be leaders on a young roster. We have a, a lot of young guys that they're taking their lumps this year.
1: So, so that next year when you guys are doing your way too early picks, it's rum river, rum river. Exactly, and that should be the goal, right? That should be the goal for every team. We look at this, you get to the start of the season, it's to put the resume together where you can go end line to end line, right? Clubhouse to clubhouse through the tournament and win that championship. Start as the best, end is the best. And this is, again... No apologies. I love this. David Blue, by the way. You're my boy, Blue. That's what a right. performance this morning. This this guy tearing it up. Also one of the best helmets in the biz. The, the dome, man. He's got the, get the American you. flag there. And he's, get, and he's now made his guest appearance on the podcast. We've had a couple of Carolinas. He, uh, didn't they play the moose this morning? They played the moose. He got a win for you. Yeah, hey, thanks, man. That's a <laughs> Good the point standings. <laughs> Appreciate it. <laughs> Helping out Road River. A little help from your friends sometimes. It's how you get by as Maduro walks on through here. We go to our parting words here as we close out every show. Lucas! Your parting words for the folks at home. He doesn't even want to talk. He never talks. He never does parting words. He doesn't like parting words. I hate that. I don't like it. He's got these great thoughts. He's got this, this stellar brain. Coach St. John's number one. See, Coach and there's Josh. Coach St. John's parting words. Perfect timing. We were closing the show. He closes it perfectly. He's like Mariano Rivera. Comes in out of the out of the bullpen. He throws a couple of heat. That's it. A- <laughs> Good luck, Coach St. John.
2: I could give give you the parting words if you want. Well, you you get your parting words. I understand that, but I could do
1: the Lucas J. impression parting words. Go for Lucas J.'s parting words. Well,
2: at the end of the day, those Mallards, they're going to go out there, and they're going to finish the day 2-0. And and then they're going to get another one tomorrow, and one after that, and one after that. When we go out there for the Holiday Follow Challenge, I'm going to bring all my cords, and all my mics, and all my favorite IPAs. And we're going to have a grand old time.
1: And one more thing from me, Lucas Jones. One more thing. If anybody ever steps on me again, I will be so mad at you. I will be frustrated. Okay, my tiny broadcaster. Don't stand in front of the booth. I cannot see a thing. People in front of the booth is my biggest worry. Thank you. All right, Tristan. Lucas was fired up today on the yeah part no, really, really really got after upset. it. He there. gets upset sometimes. He gets to that high level, that octave, and it just rushes He really me, likes my team. I don't know. He yeah. does love. He's, a, he's a big Round River guy. But just in your parting words. How about yours here on this one? Oof. I, I mean, I, I think the if biggest If you thing... just said oof, that would have been the best parting words in the next <laughs> show. <laughs> oof. <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, I, I think at the end of the day, you know, obviously. Um, you know, people listening to this podcast are normally going to be people who are connected in some way, shape, or form with the USPHL. Yeah. They might have a kid that plays in the league. Um, or, you know, they're people that are listening from Rome River. Um, the biggest thing is that I think that people need to remember is that there are so many good people in this game. You know, we put the labels on it, right? We, we divide ourselves up into divisions and leagues and things of that nature. Um, there are so many good people in this, in this. And sometimes open your ears, open your eyes look, take the time and let things develop. It doesn't happen overnight, right? Rome wasn't built in a day. You got to be able to look and and find those right people. And there's going to be times where you're going to get burned. It's going to happen. I've been there as a player. I've been there as a coach, right? I've been there as a professional. We've all had that, right? Um, It's finding those right people because there are a lot of them out there. um, And that's something that I think is really cool about definitely like this USPHL event is we get all of those good people into one building and we have fun interviews like this because this one went off the rails I think like three or four times Oh, but love to hear it love (laughs) to hear it I can't wait when I'm driving to work on Monday to you know listen back to it and say oh my goodness that was a fun conversation so
1: my last word is simple roll rum roll rum my parting words I always like to have it go along with the guest and it's ages but a number and that's a little bit about the topics we've talked about here when it comes to our athletes right worrying about when we're getting commitments when we're talking to scouts where we're at in our journey There is no right time for any step of this whole thing. And age is but a number because of our coach here today. 25 years of age, took over the realm. This guy comes straight out of college. No more straight out of Compton. This guy's straight out of college into the ranks behind the bench. To take on that task, ladies and gentlemen, I don't think you understand. We all think we can coach when we're sitting on the couch on the armchair. We all think we can coach. We all think we can ref. We all think we can do it all. Get behind the bench one day. I don't care if it's with your your kid. I don't care if it's with a child. I don't care if it's with a teenager. I don't care if it's with the team you own. I don't care where it is. Try getting behind the bench. See what it sounds like. See what it feels like. See when that team looks around, turns around to you, snaps those head backs and say, what do we do, coach? The answers aren't always there. The quills aren't always in the arrow when the answers are all relying on you. Coach Tristan Jensen this is a guy who's doing it for the right reasons, doing it the right way and putting together what can it be equated to a future wagon. You know, we talk about in in stock shares, we talk about in futures, we talk about as we invest, right? We invest towards the future. We don't want to invest in a stock that's already there. We want to invest in a stock that's low today so we can sell high tomorrow. I ain't selling on a Rum River Mallards. I think what Tristan Jensen's putting together here, this is a place you should play. This is a place you should be. Roll rum. Quack attack is back, Jack. Tristan Jensen. Be sure to reach out. Be sure to talk to the Dan K Show. www.dankshow.com. Contact us there if you want to learn more. Thank you to Remastered Sleep. You can fight snoring with just a sip. It's a sip of a water bottle. Get the pesky snoring bug out of your house. Stop snoring today. You buy a water bottle. You take sips with it. You never snore anymore. It's remasteredsleep.com. It's Dan K Show 10 at checkout. You get 10% off How about your next celebration or your next steak? You put a little Selly Salt on it. Selly Salt. Thank you to the ladies at Selly Salt. Hockey parents from Michigan who bring the life to your kitchen table. It's Thanksgiving time. Why not put a dash of Selly Salt in your next meal and celebrate that delicious dish? Elite Junior Profiles. Go to www.elitejrprofiles.com. Take your recruiting profile to the next level. You can sign up today if you're any athlete in your home, not just your hockey player. But any athlete, volleyball, basketball, whatever you want to uh, uh, twiddly, what is it? Uh, I don't know what they're called. Uh, uh, Quidditch. If you play college Quidditch, you could probably sign up. I'm sure they have a spot for it there. EliteJrProfiles.com. Sign up. Let them know that Dan K. Show sent you. You can check the box there when you sign up. The USPHL to the moon. Dan K. Show the most watched show in junior hockey, more than five times the viewership of any other competition in junior hockey. Coach Jensen checks his watch. And we check on you, Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your podcasts. The Dan K Show presents Junior Hunt.